We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. I'm your host, Derek Larger. Joining me is Landon from the Blue Stable and Drake from the Horseshoe Huddle. Gentlemen, how are you doing this evening? Doing really good, man. Uh, excited that it's Friday, ready to talk a little bit of football and just kind of relax a little bit and discuss the coaches. Yeah, doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, excited to talk about all the wonderful things that is all cult, uh, <laughs> all encompassing right now. So a lot of fun stuff to get into here. Yeah, just another week of, you know, Colts Nation freaking out about a bunch of different things. And uh, here we are, though, guys, I know that oh, I've had Drake and Landon pretty much on the show a couple times in the last uh, week and a half, really been doing a lot of extra work with them. Uh, it's been awesome having them on. So I wanted to bring them on again. This video and another video coming out with the three of us. Uh, this one is going to be talking about the Indianapolis Colts' path to their franchise quarterback. Uh, we've been talking about it, guys, from basically middle of the season that this team needs to find its new direction at quarterback. That's no different. We're going to have about basically three months to the date on us uh, deciding what quarterback we're going to get in the draft. Uh we're kind of at that point where I saw a tweet the other day, and if this isn't ev inevitable enough of what the fact that the Indianapolis Colts need a new quarterback, every quarterback that is in the uh, playoffs currently, except for Patrick Mahomes, is still under their rookie deal as we sit right now. So you're looking at that, and when you look at this situation with the Texans probably getting their franchise quarterback and a new young head coach, you have uh, the Jaguars who just won the division and they have a young quarterback with a new head coach. It's the situation. The Colts have to nail this offseason. And the big thing is, is the quarterback. So the big question we had, and this is what we'll lead off with, and Drake, we'll start with you. Um, is about how are the Colts going to acquire this quarterback? The gen general consensus is we need to trade up in order to be able to make that happen. So first and foremost, Drake, should the Colts trade up to try and acquire this new quarterback of theirs? I think, we, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the, uh, on 
on the round table. I think it was for no horsing around where it's like, look, you gotta, you gotta go up and get the guy. I mean, it's, it's probably not going to be second. Third is that's kind of pointless to go from fourth to third, um, especially for what you'd have to give up. So I think that, yes, absolutely. If it's, unless it's Anthony Richardson, unless it is Anthony Richardson, you can probably, I would say, sit back. You're going to get somebody at four. Okay, but um, I I think that if it's Stroud, if it's Levis, or if it's Young, which it probably is one of those three guys without question, I think that you have to make the move. It's your franchise that you're talking about. If you miss the quarterback position in this draft, Ballard's going to probably might as well be on his way out, and you're setting the, the, the franchise back quite a while. Landon, what say you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is. It's very simple. Is if Once you get into – you know, you get your coaching staff hired, you sit down with all of your scouts, you start this process. And throughout that process, and it's a very long process, if you identify one of these guys as your guy that you say, hey, he can be our franchise quarterback. We can win a championship with this guy if he develops properly, if we surround him with talent, etc. Yeah, you can't take any chances. And Chris Ballard even echoed that in his, you know, presser that if they do believe that they have that guy targeted, you know, that they have found that franchise quarterback, that he would be aggressive in going to get him. And that's even going up to ownership. That's going up from Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay is tired of this cycle of veteran quarterbacks. They will draft a guy. Like I promise you, they will draft a guy. It just, you know. I guess it's just kind of interesting to see how the opinions differ on all four of these guys because you could put one at one and one at four and go either way with all of these guys. So you really got to grind the tape. You really got to put in your due diligence. I know they will. A lot of 14, 15-hour days in a row, no days off, about to be happening in Lucas Oil here in the near future. And, yeah, if you if you think one of those guys is your guy, go get him. Yeah, I think you have to because, like you said, with all these different guys, and the big question is who do they evaluate as number one uh, in this whole class? Because we've seen, I think we all assume that the Colts are much higher on Will Levis than the majority of Colts fans are because they've had scouts at what, like four or six different Kentucky games this last year. So clearly the Indianapolis Colts were keeping an eye on him. Uh, I know they had a couple of scouts at uh, Ohio State practices and games this year as well. So clearly they're doing their due diligence with that one. But again, for the reasons of trading up is – this Colts team, if everything were to stay the same with the current draft order that it is, Chicago at number one, Houston at number two, Arizona at number three, if no trades were to happen to go into the top three, then clearly the Indianapolis Colts would probably still be able to get CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, or Will Levis, whichever one that the Texans take first, because we know the Texans are going to take one but they'd still be able to get the ladder of one or one of those two guys. So it'd be very cool for them to be able to stay put. But the problem is, is there are teams looking right behind Indianapolis that are looking to trade up to get in there. And a couple of uh, the teams that I think could trade up uh, to get in front of Indianapolis are sitting at number eight and number nine, Uh, the Atlanta Falcons at number eight, 
I don't know what their confidence level is in Desmond Ritter going forward. Um, I think they just grabbed him in the third uh, round last year and thinking that maybe he could be something. I don't know how they feel about it. And Carolina, who, you know, just hired Frank Reich, and you know Frank Reich's wanting to find his guy. And if you ask all of the Carolina fan base, they are thinking the same way the Indianapolis Colts fan base is. Trade up, go get your guy. That's what they all want. They all want Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. None of them want Will Levis. It's pretty much the same thing as Indianapolis fan base is. But, um, Landon, is there any other teams besides Atlanta and Carolina that you could see uh, that potentially could trade up in front of Indy? And do you think Atlanta or Carolina would actually do that? Yeah, well, I, I think there's even a couple more teams to add to that. And one of those would be the team that's picking right behind the Indianapolis Colts, and that's Seattle Seahawks, sitting at five. I know Pete Carroll had a presser the other day where he actually spoke pretty glowingly of this quarterback class. And I know there's a big disconnect between what the NFL thinks of this quarterback class and what the fans and you know the everyday Twitter users and guys like that think of this class. There's a lot of impressive prospects in the NFL level for this quarterback class. So say they, you know, re-sign Geno Smith. I think watching the San Francisco 49ers this year has kind of put a higher focus on having multiple quarterbacks because you never know when one of those guys is going to go down. And Geno Smith is already on the other side of 30. But say they sign him to a you know two, three-year deal, they can set and develop one of these guys for the next, you know, one, two years, then possibly have him ready to take the reins over. And um that would be a team that would also worry me. And then another one would be uh, the Las Vegas Raiders as well. As we know, they're moving on from Derek Carr. All indications are they're going to take a swing, possibly at Tom Brady um, this offseason. Who knows? But you never know how that ends up. And if free agency, you know, if they swing and miss a free agency on Tom Brady, then that's another team. They're going to be looking for a signal caller as well. And they're picking in the top 10. So they could possibly make a package and move up. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of teams. I Like, early on in the process, I think I counted at least 14 teams that have an unsteady situation at the quarterback position, um, whether that's aging quarterbacks, whether that's veterans on their last leg, or whether that's rookies that they possibly don't believe in, similar to, you know, Atlanta with Desmond Ritter, Tennessee with Malik Willis, you know. We don't really know – who's going to be in that market. So that that makes it even more important to me that if the Colts with the position that they are in where they're able to trade up and they still have that value at number four, which is why it was so crucial to get that fourth pick instead of that fifth pick. Because now, say you want to move with Chicago, they can still move back, probably get one of Anderson or Carter or one of these premier defensive players that they target, get more capital and you know, still feel really good about where they're picking in the draft. So I think that's kind of a leg up Indy has, but you never know who's going to come in and, and blow you away, you know, three first-round picks, four first-round picks. I mean, you never know what teams are going to offer for some of these guys. Drake, uh, what do you say about these other teams potentially trading up in front of Indy? I'm right there with – I'm absolutely 100% on board with Landon. I mean, it's it's a while back, but I recall – a draft where the New Orleans Saints gave away their entire draft for a running back. I mean, like, look, 
anything can happen. I know that that's kind of crazy. I mean, literally, Mike Ditka was wearing like Rasta dreads. I mean, it, it was an insane night. Okay, but it also proves anything can happen. Okay, I mean, the Raiders drafted Sebastian Janikowski, I think, in the second round, which was unheard of. So, crazier things have happened, and I think that yeah, one team that Landon did mention was a team no one's talking about, and that's the Titans. I mean, like T- Tannehill is clearly like not. I don't know if he's declining or if he's just starting to kind of, you know, slow down a little bit. But, you know, Willis is a really, really big question mark right now. I, I, I don't even think that they're that, that sure about him. So they might, you know, blow somebody away and give the house to get the number one pick. And then another team that I also agreed with was the Seattle Seahawks. You know, uh, Geno Smith, I think, may have been a better product of Pete Carroll being the head coach and and kind of guiding him. Maybe he is legitimately a starting quarterback for a couple more years. Who knows? But I do think that there's some quarterbacks that would fit Pete Carroll's offense just fine, especially with Kenneth Walker in the backfield, and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, there's some serious firepower still left on that team, and a lot of it's pretty young. In fact, one of them is a rookie. So I think those are a couple of teams to definitely watch out for. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this kind of comes back to – the same question of, you know, say the Indianapolis Colts don't trade uh, and they stay put where they're at. They roll the dice. You know, maybe they uh, maybe they assume either Chicago's asking price is way too high or uh, they just assume that another team, if maybe one other team goes in and maybe they take Stroud and they don't really like Stroud or if they take Bryce Young and they don't really like Young and they're dead set on Levis and they're just hoping that, you know, Arizona, the likes of an Arizona or Chicago stays in the top four, takes a defensive player, and then they're still able to, you know, take one of those quarterbacks. I mean, Drake, is there a way that you see the Colts getting their franchise quarterback at pick number four? Or does it seem like that's just too risky of a game to play? I mean, you've seen, you know, mock drafts from the professionals already where they've got Bryce Young going at number four. And it's like, look, (laughs) I just don't see that happening. I mean, it's guaranteed if you just if no one moves at all, it's guaranteed that the Texans are taking the quarterback. All right, like that's guaranteed. So I guess best case scenario, you could, but it's never the best case scenario. You have to, you can never prepare for that. So you have to just remove all chance and you have to go and get the guy. I think again, worst case scenario, you get Anthony Richardson, which, you know, everyone knows my, my take on Richardson. And, (laughs) you know, I I think he's absolutely fantastic. I think uh, there was a couple of times I've heard people say that he's a little more pro ready. I think than people believe I, I do agree with that, but I think that C.J. Stroud is also, if you're talking about passing, that's one heck of a guy that can definitely deliver the ball right away. Talking about Levis, he's got all the athleticism, hopefully the same accuracy down the road. Then you got Young, who might be the best overall, you know, looking as far as, you know, without the combine, you know, being in play. I just think that you got to go up there and get the guy. I, I think if you gamble on Richardson, I mean, I might be a fan, but I also know there's a chance. He could be a total bust. Who knows? You know, so I think you definitely have to go get the guy. And and Colts fans, listen, there are not two bigger uh, Anthony Richardson fanboys here than these two. Drake more than Landon. Uh, but I know I know Landon had a thread on uh, Twitter. If you guys want to go check that out a few weeks ago, he had it up where, you know, he was dissecting a ton of Anthony Richardson film. 
uh, showing some of the bad and a lot of the good, some of the stuff that could end up being really good. Uh, and Drake has fallen in love with Anthony Richardson as a project. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. You know, Anthony Richardson is a guy that uh, you're either, he's either going to make your GM look like the smartest man alive or he's going to get him fired. Uh, at this point, Chris Ballard might have to take that chance. Who knows? It might be something that saves his job for another 10 years. Who knows? But uh, Landon, uh, how do you feel about the Colts uh, setting put at number four and rolling the dice on hoping to get one of these guys? Yeah, I mean, it's a gamble. Yeah, it truly is. And here's a, here's a situation that not a lot of people have talked about either. Everybody wants to talk about you know Chicago wanting to trade back and all that stuff. Nobody's talked about Arizona and, you know, the possibility that they make a trade back as well, because, you know, Kyler Murray's injured. That was a pretty serious injury. They're going to bring him along slowly next year. They're not going to really have a, a ton to play for next year while they get him healthy. So they could look at possibly trading back, getting more picks, possibly going through a little bit of a, you know, not necessarily a rebuild, but a reload and then competing in 2025 or uh, yeah. So it'd be 2024 is whenever they would start. And, you know, that's another team picking in front of Indianapolis. So say, you know, let me put my conspiracy hat on here, for example, and say Houston decides to move up to number one overall. They want their guy. They don't want anybody to jump them. They move to number one. Chicago's picking at two. Arizona's picking at three. Both those teams trade back as well. And now you have Seattle and Carolina that jump the Colts. You could have quarterbacks go one, two, three. Colts are sitting there left at the altar with the fourth guy that who knows they may be high on, they may not be high on. And then you've lost your chance. You've lost, you know, possibly lost the guy that you wanted to go after. And there's just so many different scenarios that if, like I said earlier, if you identify one of these guys as your guy, you cannot take a chance that somebody else will hop up and get him because there's a lot of teams that could. So I think they're in a prime position to make the move. I know Todd McShay, even tonight, um, I believe he was online and said that it's more than likely looking like Houston and Indianapolis could get into a bidding war for the number one overall pick. And, um, I mean, I expect the Colts to be in the mix for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, with Arizona, that's a tricky one. And we'll come back to that. Um, just for giggles on this topic, because I was talking with Drake about this before you came in, Landon. Uh, I heard rumors that Chicago is willing to deal Justin Fields in order to acquire Bryce Young with that number one overall pick that they currently have. Uh, do you see a scenario in which uh, Chicago will keep that number one pick, but, you know, take somebody else's, you know, like maybe uh, a team like Atlanta or Carolina or Las Vegas would maybe fork up, you know, a first round draft pick in order to get a Justin Fields. Do you, do you think that Chicago would do that? Or do you think that, Chicago is just going to play the long betting game and try to trade for that number one pick. I I mean, I, I can't say there's a 0% chance because it's the NFL. There's never a 0% chance for anything, as we know. But I would say there's like a 0.5% chance that they trade Justin Fields. <laughs> I, I, think, 
I think they're very set on building around him now. They have, I think, 140 plus million in cap space that they have to spend per NFL rules because of this last season. Mm-hmm. They've got the picks, you know, and I mean, it's. I, I don't see any way that they don't try to build around him. I know their GM also. He, he came out and said like he's going to be involved in some of the decision making going forward. Like Justin Fields will be. They fully expect him. You know, he was talking about the growth and how he's excited for 2023 for him to be their starting quarterback going forward. I think they saw enough out of him, you know, to warrant that. But like I said, there's never a zero percent chance of anything happening in the NFL. But I don't. I don't see any way Chicago deals Justin Fields, and if they were, there would be a long list of teams lining up to try to cash that check. Drake, I assume you feel the same way. Yeah, I, you know it. It doesn't really make a lot of sense for Chicago to do that because he was absolutely unstoppable at times. He looked just. He's just on the cusp. He just needs to improve passing mechanics a little bit. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, I mean, he's a legitimate threat. And plus. They, I think that they're going to hold onto that number one pick and wait for just the right deal. It's not going to involve Justin Fields, but they could rake a team through the coals for that number one pick. I mean, they could absolutely set themselves up very well in, in future drafts, you know, with God knows what, and potentially a difference maker that is coming from the team in, the, in a direct trade. So, I mean, like you said, it could be a package deal right back to Chicago just to get that number one pick. I just don't think it's going to involve Justin Fields at all. Now, I know when we did the round table on no horsing around podcast, I think every single one of us stated that we wanted to jump to number one to go and get the guy and not jump to number three, right? Cause you know, if you're at number three, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the guy that you want, but Let's just do hypothetical here for a second. The more I think about it just now, the more I could see a trade up with Arizona could potentially be the move that the Colts make for this reason only. Because if they don't see a separation between Bryce Young and Will Levis that much, maybe the gap is really that close, then they feel okay, well, if we trade into the top three, we're guaranteed to get at least one of these guys. And we feel confident that with any of these three guys that we can still get to a future success, whichever way we go by it, whichever coach we bring in, we feel confident that either of these three guys could lead our franchise to victory. It it feels like 2018 all over again when the Jets traded from number six to number three for us to get into those top three to when, you know, Baker and Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and Josh Allen and those, all those guys were in that mix, right? All there inside that top 10 and everybody was trading up to try to get into the, uh, to get the best quarterback possible. Uh, Drake, I mean, I know it's far-fetched. I know for us personally, I know that we all want to go move up with Chicago, but I mean, for Arizona, it makes a lot of sense too, because if Arizona trades back, you get what a second round pick, maybe a third round pick out of Indy for jumping up that much. And then you still have number four. You can trade back even more, acquire even more draft picks. So, you know, trading back several times, Arizona could do that. Do you think that Indy would do that because of the argument that I mentioned with it being, 
any of those three guys could potentially do the job. That definitely sounds like a Ballard move. You know, that, that, that sounds like a Chris Ballard move where he's like, you know, I don't know. Like, let's just say hypothetically Richardson's the outlier. And he's like, you know, you know, between young Levis, well, actually, no, young would be the outlier because of the body type we've heard about. So, you know, Richardson, Levis and, and uh, Stroud, I, any one of them will do. Okay. We've got the coach. We know who the coach is. We've talked to him about this. You know, he told us, I'll take any, any one of those three guys. Maybe they trade up just because they know, like you said, that they're going to get the growing to at least get one of those three guys. I still think that it's, I mean, I guess that they wouldn't have to give away as much, but like you said, I mean, boy, that would be one heck of a job for Arizona because if I was them, I would be like, okay, now we're here. Now let's go ahead and trade back some more. You know, yeah. like, let's just keep on compiling picks, build for our future. And um, yeah, but I don't really think they're going to do it, but if they did, it would be for that exact reason that they think three of those guys are all on the same level. Uh, Landon, what what say you of Indy trading to number three instead of number one? Yeah, I mean, I think Drake put it very eloquently as far as if they do identify that, you know, there's not really much of a difference between these, you know, three of the four guys, it would guarantee them at least one of those three players. And that, you know, it would be significantly, probably significantly less draft capital than what you would have to give up to get the number one overall pick. Um, because even going from four to one, I mean, just the allure of the number one overall pick, that's a big thing for teams. So, uh, I mean, it, and, and then like something also that isn't really thought of is the salaries for these guys as well. So picking a guy at three as opposed to one, There'd be a few million dollars of difference there in salary as well that would save you in cap space. And we know Chris Ballard's always looking to manage that cap going forward. So, uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why they could make a move like that as well. But I'm, like I said, I'm still under the assumption that there's two guys in this class that they're really heavily on. I think this is a two-man race right now. And that, you know, even picking at three doesn't guarantee you your guy so mm-hmm. uh, like i said if they if they fall in love with one of these guys and i think there's a very strong likelihood they do uh once this process starts and they get you know interviews and, and stuff at the combine and they'll start looking into all this stuff um yeah i mean it's possible but i think there's a much more higher likelihood they go to one than they go to three i got gotcha. you yeah so i think that's gonna do it for this one guys uh and like Drake said earlier, uh, Todd McShay says he's expecting the Colts and the Texans to get into a bidding war to trade up with the Bears at number one overall. Um, that makes a lot of sense because obviously those are the two teams that truly need the quarterback in the worst way possible amongst every team right now. So uh makes total sense. But surely going to be a long three months. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. But uh, I am going to enjoy it when we finally get the guy uh, on this date three months from now. Uh, Thank you both to these two great content creators here for joining me. Uh, Like I said, guys, there will be another video with these two as well coming out. Uh, I don't know if this one's coming out first or if the other one is going out first. Not sure. But be sure to check those out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts. And as always, go Colts.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.